The Read to Lead Podcast, Episode 65. Hi there, I'm Rory Vaden, New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs and Procrastinate on Purpose, Five Permissions to Multiply Your Time. Listen to this and multiply your mind. It's the Read to Lead Podcast with my friend, Jeff Brown. I just cannot relate to how you could wake up every single morning and pour your heart and soul and all of your motivation and determination into something that you're not passionate about. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now here's Jeff. Hello again. I am Jeff, and this is the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. It's what gets me really excited. Each week, we sit down with a successful and inspiring author and talk about his or her latest book, and depending on their area of expertise, their thoughts on things like leadership, personal development, career, marketing, business, and entrepreneurship. And in today's episode, we're going to be chatting with Kate Erickson, part of the Entrepreneur on Fire team. And she's the author of the new book, Fire Path, where your passion and our guidance unite. And in today's episode, Kate's going to share steps to marrying your passion with your expertise, the dangers of casting too wide a net when launching your business, the four elements to an effective platform, and quite a bit more. In short, if you have desired for a long time to start your own business but just weren't quite sure where to begin and the proper ways and most helpful ways to get it off the ground and increase the likelihood of your success, this episode today is especially for you. In case you missed our big announcement last week, Blinkist, our sponsor, has released Blinkist 3, which includes audio summaries of your favorite business books. There are now two subscriptions to choose from. You can find out more about those subscriptions at readtoleadpodcast.com slash Blinkist. And when you sign up for Blinkist, you're supporting the Read to Lead podcast, by the way. The app itself is free, but a subscription to the content is really inexpensive. First, there's the Plus subscription, basically what's always been available inside the Blinkist app, and that is access to all of their written business book summaries. The new premium version of Blinkist includes all the features of Blinkist Plus that you've come to love, as well as audio versions of your favorite business books, the ability to sync and store highlights with Evernote, and you can send your next reads right to your Kindle. To find out more about Blinkist, just visit this special URL, readtoleadpodcast.com slash Blinkist. And don't forget, when you purchase a plus or premium subscription before December 24th, you get another one just like it, absolutely free to give to a friend or family member just in time for the holidays. Readtoleadpodcast.com slash Blinkist. Kate Erickson has an eclectic background. There's extensive experience in marketing and advertising, an English degree thrown in for good measure, and a passion for entrepreneurship. Uh, She is now the new content creator and community leader for Entrepreneur on Fire, a website and podcast hosted by John Lee Dumas. John, by the way, was a guest on episode three of this podcast. Kate, you see, realized after all those years in marketing and advertising and the banking industry that she didn't need corporate America to determine her worth for her. Instead, 
she decided to determine her own worth by taking all that knowledge and experience she gained and putting it towards helping others recognize, create, and build the business they've always dreamed of but never thought possible. I'm excited because she's got a new book out called Fire Path, where our passion and your guidance unite. Kate, welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and chatting with you today. For the uninitiated, those who maybe aren't familiar with your work or with John's work, everything you share in the book is a direct result of what exactly? Everything we share in the fire path is a direct result of the experiences and the lessons learned and the struggles and pains and successes that John and I have experienced in building our own business, really. And it probably would be a good time to point out that your business is relatively successful. Would you not agree? (laughs) (laughs) I like to consider it. So, yes. (laughs) Well, in the first chapter, uh, Kate says to identify your passion. Kate, what does identifying your passion mean exactly? We hear that a lot, but how, how do you define that? Yeah, I love this, Jeff, because I think it's so important for people who are just starting their business. You know, identifying your passion to me means that you're not only finding something that you love to do, but you're also marrying that with your experiences and, you know, your background to come together and bring it to a viable business idea, which is, you know, of course, integral to the success of growing your own business. Well, one school of thought I, I feel like I hear about more and more recently is that when starting a business, the idea is to not start one around something you're passionate about. Why do you disagree so wholeheartedly with that uh, philosophy? I guess I just cannot relate to how you could wake up every single morning and pour your heart and soul and all of your motivation and you know determination into something that you're not passionate about. I just don't believe that to create a happy life and a successful and a sustainable business, I don't believe that you can do that without doing something that you're passionate about. As hard as it is for me sometimes to understand, and maybe it's difficult for you to understand too, I know there are those who who struggle a bit with this. What would you say to someone who says, I have no idea where my true passions lie? I love the exercise of taking out a blank piece of paper, drawing a line down the middle of that piece of paper. And on one side, you're going to write down all of your passions. And on the other side, you're going to write down everything that you have experience doing. What are you an expert at? And, you know, expert, maybe not the right word because that kind of scares people away. They think, well, I'm not really an expert at anything. What do you have experience doing? And when you start to write this list, and it shouldn't be in just one sitting, you know, don't write, don't sit down and write for an entire hour on this. Maybe over the next five days, take five minutes and build this list over those five days. What all are you passionate about? What makes you happy when you're doing it? What do you just love doing? And then again, on the other side, you're going to write down the things that you have experience with. And over those five days, you're going to start to see some of those things overlap. You're going to start to see some things that uh, you know you have in common on both sides of that paper. And that's a great place to start with really identifying your passion and finding out where it could actually become a viable business idea. I know one of uh, Kate's early businesses was uh, a business called Kate's Copy. Uh, Kate, where did you go wrong when launching that particular business? You, you talk a little bit about this in the book. 
Yep. When I launched Kate's Copy, I did not define my avatar, which Mm -hmm. is what ended that business for me. Well, when launching a business and especially, I think, a podcast, we hear often about the importance of developing your avatar. We, in radio, we called that a listener uh, profile. Describe what an avatar is in this context, Kate, and, and, and what does creating one ultimately accomplish for you? You know, when you're looking at starting a business and you're trying to serve someone, you need to intimately know who that person is. You know, you don't start a business for yourself. You start a business so that you can provide products and services and value to someone else. So who is that person? That's your avatar. And it's not a demographic. You know, it includes demographic information. Sure, that's really important to know about your audience. But your avatar, you need to know more about them. You need to know about their family life. You need to know about what excites them. And most importantly, you need to know what keeps them up at night. You need to know what their biggest struggles and their biggest pain points are, because that's what's going to help lead you in creating your content and your products and your services. In working with the clients that I do in podcast coaching, oftentimes there's a struggle there. There's this desire when starting really any business, you know, the desire is to want to reach as many people as possible, you know, to cast a really, really, really wide net. What's wrong with that approach in, in your opinion? Well, Jeff, when you're talking to everyone, you're really talking to no one. (laughs) I mean, if you can't tell people what it is that you have to offer them and have them immediately connect with that, you've lost them. Well, what are some of the best approaches, uh, Kate, you found for uh, building relationships and and networking and define what you think of as networking? Because I think that's important, too. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of people hear the word networking and they think of like a big room of people and people passing business cards back and forth. That's not what I feel networking is at all. I really look at networking as, you know, making smart connections in your industry and your niche, building true relationships with people, really getting to know other people and understanding how it is that you can provide value to that person. And when you're just starting out and you don't really have a whole lot of connections in your industry, or your niche. I think that building those relationships and networking with those people who are in your industry and your niche is so integral to your success. And, you know, some of the first places that you can go to to do that, you don't even have to leave your house. You can do this online. There are so many targeted online communities, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. And all you need to do is type into a search bar, whether that be in Facebook or LinkedIn or even on Google to find these online communities that you can become a part of and start adding value to. Well, you mentioned in the book some of the the opportunities that building relationships and networking can, can help offer. And I was hoping maybe you could share some of those specific opportunities that you see this often leads to. Absolutely. I think that, you know, it starts all the way at the very beginning. I mean, an example for John was when he went to Blog World in New York City in 2012 before he had even launched Entrepreneur on Fire. And the relationships that he built there at that conference by going and talking to people in person, by sharing his passion with people and what his idea for Entrepreneur on Fire was, you know, that landed him some of his first guests. And those first guests on Entrepreneur on Fire are really, you know, the building blocks that we've used here to grow our audience, you know, Pat Flynn and Derek Helpern. I mean, these are people who have been really integral to our success. 
as mentors and as people who we followed since the very beginning and, you know, as people who helped share our mission for Entrepreneur on Fire with our audience. That never would have happened if John wouldn't have gone and started building those relationships with them. So, you know, you can kind of see the importance from even a little tiny, you know, attending a conference and getting somebody to be an interviewee on your podcast Or it could go all the way to joint venture opportunities, you know, that could come down the line for you from aligning yourself with the right types of people and building those strong relationships. One of the things I want to take a moment here to mention is that very early in in the Firepath ebook is a link to a guide, a Firepath guide. And so the idea is, is that as you're reading the ebook, you follow along and fill out this guide. And I found that extremely valuable just the, to be able to, to have those, those blanks to fill in and those exercises uh, to do. And, and the best part about this is the book is $2.99. I mean, <laughs> there is so much packed into this book. And, and, and if, you, if you don't buy this tomorrow, if you don't buy this today, you're crazy. Now, now, <laughs> Thanks for that, Jeff. <laughs> well, Kate says there are, are four elements to an effective platform. And, and not surprisingly, the first is a website. Kate, what do you consider to be some of the most important components that go into building a website? Well, Jeff, of course, you have to have some type of content to put on your website. I mean, your content is really, you know, whatever channel you're going to use to reach your audience, whether that be a blog or a podcast or, you know, videos. So, I mean, really deciding what that content is that you're going to have on your website is, of course, integral to the success of your website. If you don't have anything there for people, then there's not really going to be a reason for them to go visit you. (laughs) Um, Then, of course, I think that having an opt-in giveaway, a way to capture people's emails so that you can really have ongoing communication and that opportunity to build a relationship with them. I think that opt-in giveaway and that opportunity for people to join your email list is so important. I feel like an email list is very um, you know, beneficial for businesses, especially when you're just starting out to start building that from the very beginning. Um, I also think an about page is very important. You know, Mm -hmm. you want to let people know what they're going to get from your site. And a lot of people think about an about page and they want to describe their life. You know, they think that it's actually going to be about them. But, you know, I caution you to really spend some time online. You know, there's a lot of great articles and posts out there. Um, I talk about it in the fire path as well, how your about page should really be um, a very clear idea for your reader as to what they're going to get out of your site. What, what can you offer them is really what you should be including there. Um, and then, you know, another important thing for your website, I think, is a contact page. You know, people are there for a reason. Um, hopefully they're going to stay long enough and be intrigued by your content to the extent that they're going to want to connect with you, maybe on social media. Uh, maybe you have a contact form where they can reach out to you. Um, I can't even tell you how many contact forms people have submitted through the Entrepreneur on Fire website that have asked us questions and helped us produce some of our greatest content just by giving our audience the opportunity to reach out to us. I'm glad you touch on that because that, that is so often missed. I think everybody's default sort of thinking is, oh, it's the content, content, content. And then they sort of pay little attention to things like the about page and the importance of that contact page. And it's, it's important, I think, what you're saying is to spend as much time on thinking those through as it is the actual content. Well, is, is there specific advice you would give, Kate, when it comes to creating content? I mean, one thing that comes to my mind and I try to do well is, is to be consistent with it. Oh, absolutely. I think consistency is so, so important. I, in fact, dedicate an entire chapter to it in the fire path. You know, you need to 
be creating content, uh, not only that's going to be valuable and helpful to your audience, but that they can rely on. Mm. And if you can't be consistent, then your audience is never going to have the opportunity to start to trust you and know that they can come to you, you know, on a Monday to get their motivational quote or on Tuesday to get, you know, the best business advice that you have to offer. Whatever that consistency in that content is for you is, of course, going to be different. It might be a weekly blog. It might be a twice per week podcast. Everybody's different. It doesn't have to be a set consistency, but it should be consistent, whatever that is for you. You know, I, I coach uh, podcasters, as we mentioned, and I find that a lot think, well, you know, it's a time-shifted medium, and so and consistency is that important. But I have found, you know, if, if I don't publish an episode on Tuesday, my, my tribe gets upset. You know, they, they want to know <laughs> why I'm not there, because they expect to have that on a, on a Tuesday morning, you know. Well, uh, the last two areas you talk about in, in, in building the platform are social media and being everywhere, that strategy of being everywhere. Can you talk a little bit about those two and, and, and how you differentiate them? Sure. So for social media, I think it's really important that when you're starting maybe from scratch, maybe you have really no social presence except for maybe a personal one um, that you really want to try and focus on two or three platforms. Um, Because if you try to just conquer social media, it's massive. Uh, We all know this. I mean, you could Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Google Plus, uh, Twitter, you know, there are so many different platforms that it can become very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to focus in on two or three platforms where you know that your audience is hanging out and really focus on building your following there and really engaging with the people who are on those platforms. Because if you can't really start to build that relationship and start putting out consistent content on social media channels, you're going to have a really, really hard time building your following. So, you know, I always really encourage encourage people to focus in on those two or three platforms that they think are going to work for them, where they know that their audience is hanging out. Um, You know, on Facebook, if you search for your industry or your niche, you know, how many groups, how many active groups are there on Facebook for that industry or niche? You know, is that where you're going to be reaching your target audience? It's kind of just a quick example of a, a way you might find out whether or not your audience hangs out there. Um, And then the be everywhere strategy, you know, I I did an entire episode actually on the be everywhere strategy and how I do not think it's good for social media as I just, you know, explained that I think you should really focus on those two or three platforms. But I do love the be everywhere strategy as it relates to different mediums. And so that's really where you can get into the benefits of leveraging multiple mediums and repurposing your content to reach a wider audience. You know, we spend so much time writing content or creating podcast episodes or recording videos. And then we think that, you know, because it's a written piece that it only belongs on a website or because it's a podcast that only belongs on iTunes. But that content can really be leveraged and repurposed on different mediums to reach people who might not be listening to podcasts or who might not be reading blog posts. So, you know, an example would be, you know, even this episode, Jeff, maybe you're going to post show notes on the blog, Mm -hmm. then you have the episode on iTunes. And, you know, maybe you even do like a video teaser or something that you can put on YouTube and maybe post to Facebook. So really think about the different ways that you could be being everywhere with your content in order to reach a wider audience. And you've done very much the same thing with this book. Of course, it's available uh, for download uh, via Amazon. But you mentioned episode. You threw out that word a minute ago. You've you've actually offered an audio version as well via the form of a podcast, right? That's right. The first 16 episodes of my podcast are the chapters of The Fire Path. 
Excellent. Well, um, as hard as it is to believe, we've covered a lot of ground here, and, it, and it's only the first five chapters. There are still <laughs> 11 other chapters in this book that, that we don't have time to go into in depth. So uh, I'll say this much. Before I move on to some questions, Kate, not directly related to the book, is there anything else from the book you want to make sure we know about? You know, Jeff, I think that's it. I, I just would really encourage people to check out the fire path who are feeling maybe overwhelmed with everything that goes into starting your own business. You know, I really try to do a good job of helping walk people through a step-by-step process so that it's not overwhelming. Mm. Um, so just know that if you're looking for, you know, very in-depth and step-by-step actionable advice to actually help you accomplish the types of things that we've been talking about today. Um, that's what I that's what I hope to do with the fire path. Now, much of your journey up until recently has been working behind the scenes with John, but you have started to come out a little bit more as, as, as part of as another face in the business. One of the things I, I want to say I, I read about or heard that you kind of struggled with early on was was public speaking. I'm curious to know how that that process has, has gone for you from being maybe not so comfortable with getting up in front of groups of people to maybe getting a little bit more comfortable with that. I'm feeling so great about it now, Jeff. You know, it's been baby steps for me. I definitely have always been, um, you know, up until this point, very much a behind the scenes type of person, um, not really enjoying the spotlight, not really wanting recognition um, for the things that I create. And, you know, this past year has really opened me up to a whole new idea of what bringing myself out you know, to the world means for me and what it means for the people that I'm able to reach and touch through my content. And so I'm feeling really great about where I am now. Again, it, you know, it was baby steps. It was first starting to publish on the blog, which was very scary for me when I first started with the Entrepreneur on Fire team. Um, it, it grew into launching my own podcast, which I was very scared about. Um, you know, just this past August, I was on a panel at Podcast Movement, and that was my first time ever on stage mm-hmm. in this, you know, arena. Um, and it felt really, really great. Every single time I was scared as I'll get out to do whatever <laughs> it was that I was doing. But, you know, the more that you push those boundaries and the more that you do those types of things that are really scary for you, I think that you're going to find out that they're actually, you know, great growth experiences. And the more I podcast, the more comfortable I am with it. The more I write, the more comfortable I am with it. You know, the more I put myself out there, the more I just love hearing from people how I'm reaching and touching them. And that's really my goal. So if that means that I have to put myself out there more, even though that might be a little bit uncomfortable for me now, to know that it's helping other people, that's what I want to be doing. To me, it's really the only uh, way to live a life that's really worth living is to to always be constantly challenging yourself and getting out there and doing things that cause you to stretch and grow and push you. You know, public speaking, even though I come from a radio background, one of the things about that was, you know, I got to hide behind the microphone. People can't see you. But mm-hmm. to get out in front of a, a room full of people, I mean, that's a very, very different thing. And so I have found that, as you have, if you just force yourself to get out there and do it, suddenly it's not nearly as scary as it seemed to be before you actually did it. Oh, absolutely. And you might even have a little bit of fun, too. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Well, one question I ask every guest is for you to name for us a couple of books you've read or maybe are currently reading, Kate, that have had an impact on you and maybe share a little bit about how or why they've impacted you as they have. Well, one book that I recently finished reading is Essentialism by Greg McEwen. And that book changed me, really. (laughs) Um, You know, it was so enlightening 
being a person who is very much feeling like I need to say yes to everything and, you know, feeling bad about saying no to people or saying no to opportunities, that book just opened up a whole new world for me. It was so, so powerful. And I refer to it probably every day. Seriously, Jeff, I (laughs) love that book. Um, Another book that was really integral in, you know, this whole transformation that I've kind of been going through this year and, you know, what we just talked about, me bringing myself more out into, you know, the forefront, I guess you could say, um, is The Power of Now. Mm. And uh, that book has been, you know, really powerful for me in just being in the moment and really enjoying and celebrating what it is that we're creating, um, the people that we're touching, the audience that we're building, the community that we've built. Um, I'm just so grateful for all of it. And the power of now is, has really helped me just really live in that. Well, you mentioned essentialism and Greg McEwen. He's a past guest on the show. We loved having him on. Uh, I totally identify with what you're saying about that book. Uh, Another book I think may be of interest to you is a book from last week's guest. It doesn't come out till till January 6th, but it's a guy named Rory Vaden who wrote Take the Stairs, a book you may be familiar with, but his new book is called Procrastinate on Purpose. The subtitle is Five Permissions to Multiply Your Time. And he really gets into the, uh, the emotion uh, of it all. It's, we, we think of time management as a very logical process. And he argues that there's really an emotional side to it that n- really people aren't really looking at and, and digging into. And he does that in his new book. So if I could recommend a book to you, knowing how much you loved essentialism, I would, I would throw that one into the mix. I love it. I can't wait for it to come out. I'll be one of the first buyers. Awesome. Well, what is next on the horizon for you, Kate? What are you working on right now that that you're excited about? Jeff, a couple of things I'm working on right now that I'm really excited about um, is actually the Firepath book is going to become a course. And so we're Uh working on building that course out for people, which is really, really exciting. Excellent. Um, and you know, we're just continuing to build our podcasting community with podcasters paradise. We're loving every minute of that. You know, we've chosen to fully focus on that, um, in a lot of areas of our business, you know, trying not to get distracted by the millions of opportunities and the, you know, great offerings that are out there, you know, really trying to focus in on, on podcasting and, you know, how we can help people with a fire path course. Well, Kate, uh, I've always wanted to have you on the show, and I am so excited that uh, you finally wrote a book, because now we can have you on the Read to Leave podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I'm so honored to be on. Thank you so much for, for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend a few minutes with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Uh, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Like I said a moment ago, there is a lot of content packed into this book and we didn't come close to covering nearly all of it. So be sure and check it out. It's just $2.99 and we'll link to that in the show notes at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 065. We'll also be linking to the free fire path guide that is very helpful as you read along with the book. Also, Kate's podcast and all the other resources and links, including those books she recommended. Find all all that in the show notes for today's episode. Read to lead podcast.com slash zero six five for episode sixty-five. No reason to go anywhere else for the reading lover in your life, especially if that person loves like you do to read business books. Just go to read to lead podcast.com slash blinkist. Find out about their plus and premium subscriptions and know that when you buy one before Christmas Eve, you get one 
absolutely free. Readtoleadpodcast.com slash Blinkist. I want to say thanks to a couple of special folks who have rated and reviewed the podcast in the last few weeks with five stars. Thank you, R. Ram, who calls it an intriguing podcast. Great podcast, says ST187 with five stars. And G-Man with five stars. He says the show rocks. Appreciate that very, very much. If you'd like to leave a rating and a written review, you can do that one of two ways. Read to lead podcast.com slash iTunes and also read to lead podcast.com slash Stitcher. Leaving a rating and a review, especially a good one, if you feel it's warranted, helps make the podcast easier to discover and we really appreciate it. Quick programming note, this is the last episode of 2014. We'll be taking the week of Christmas and New Year's off. We'll see you back here the first week of January. I look forward to it, and I hope you do too, on the next edition of the Read to Lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.